For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Although I do get bumped for football or other sports sometimes. But unlike in previous years, this time I've actually followed through on my uh, hopes that I could produce some offline or online, off-air content. And I have been doing that. So if you ever get the Jones and want a little Monica Perez Show fix, you can go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. And check out all these WSB podcasts from my past shows, but also my new show, uh, online show, The Propaganda Report, which I co-host with my WSB producer, Brad Binkley, who's here in studio with me. And uh, Binkley, we've really gotten some good feedback on that show, don't you think? I think so. I think we're coming along. I think it's fun because I can... I guess, I don't know why this is, but I feel like I can kind of let my hair down a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. So maybe I'll try to bring some of that onto the air, and hopefully that is well received. But if people want to get to that, maybe help uh, increase the exposure of it, which I think makes your life a little better, makes it more worthwhile for you, what do you want? If If you could tell people to do one thing, whether it's iTunes or YouTube or your website, where would you tell people to go for the propaganda report, and what do you want them to do? How about we link the propaganda report to your website and we send them there? Okay. And ultimately, though, you want them to subscribe to what? The YouTube channel? Subscribe to my YouTube channel at freedomactradio.com and also okay. subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Okay, great. And so we'll, go to. We'll put that link on your website. We'll put it all on my website, monicaparesho.com. And what actually the format of the show, which we call the Propaganda Report, but it's really what I like to do on this show anyway, is to look at kind of what's in the mainstream media. And not so much try to explain what they're trying to tell you, but explain what they're trying to get at, you know, what they're trying to make you think, like what is the nature of the propaganda? Because I have finally concluded that basically everything you hear in the mainstream media at this point is trying to uh, move the ball forward for one agenda or another. And, And I always feel like there is actually... A theme for the week. There's always some dominant theme. And and if you read like one newspaper every day, you'll see they'll have multiple articles. And or if you just turn the channels from Fox to CNN, you'll see they're talking about the exact same thing, whether it's the biggest thing you've ever heard in your life or just a small thing. There's always a theme. And I feel like this week the theme was clearly the uh, rigged election. Did you did you not get that sense, Binkley? That was a huge theme this week. <laughs> yeah, and and here was the crazy part, was that that we watched the debate last night. Uh, no, it was Wednesday night, 
And right after the debate, the uh, CNN guys, Jake Tapper, the first thing he said was, I am shocked and outraged that that Trump said that he would not commit to supporting the outcome of the election. And, and I myself have noticed that the media guys immediately within two seconds know exactly what the theme is going to be for days. So they've been talking about it for days now. And this guy happened to like, he personally, this guy's worried about his makeup, personally figured out, distilled and You know, I didn't even, I didn't even notice that comment. I mean, and I've noticed before they seem to, I don't know if it's a reflection of, those somebody behind the scenes setting the agenda in real time or they're having some element of scripting to it. I think I think Binkley you're may, maybe a little less conspiratorial than I am. I think you what I do you think, think it's a media effort. I think the, I think the media has decided that doesn't matter what Trump says, they're going to be they know the feeling. We're going to be outraged about whatever he says and you know like a, an angry ex-girlfriend, something very very small, <laughs> something you might not notice otherwise is taken and, and blown up to huge proportions. Well, I my only curiosity about that read is that they, that everybody picked up that thread. I mean, is is Jake Tapper like the most uh, insightful person in the world? That that there's like three articles about it the very next day in the Wall Street Journal. I mean, how did he know that was the thing? Was it just in the air? Well, see, I would wonder if, I know they had already asked his daughter previously, and they had already asked uh, Mike Pence on air, so they were trying to pin him in a corner. I wonder if somebody had already asked him, and he had not given an answer. Oh, actually, that is true. Dana Bash foreshadowed this quite a bit. That's right. Yes, so so it was already on the table. Actually, the details of how it works doesn't matter that much, but she had said all these uh, things about, you know, that's what they really don't know. Um, oh, no, she was just talking about whether or not he was going to stick to the script. Uh, they had rehearsed him. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think there were a lot. There was a lot of foreshadowing there. So certainly there was an agenda to introduce this topic. And they used the debate as a way to um, make it the talking point for the rest of the week. And I feel like you know, the important question there is why what's significant about this issue and for me i've got a couple of ideas about it um one first off i i have observed and this was true for the last debate when and that whole dust up when trump trotted out the uh, uh bill clinton's accusers I really, I think it's a very good argument that they were genuinely Bill Clinton's victims. And I'd say so. Yeah. And for you, you know, I know you, Binkley, we talked about this. You felt like Trump was giving them airtime. For me, I felt like he was just by bringing it up. I'm not saying he was it was intentional or not. But the fact that he was the one to bring it up, just like with this rigged election thing, means that those women and and the uh, rumors of rigging elections gets in the deplorables basket, that it just gets thrown into the basket. And then everybody can think of it as like a carnival sideshow and not take it seriously. It's almost a way of disposing of issues rather than him bringing it up for awareness. I feel like he brings it up to uh, or that the effect of him bringing it up, whether it's intentional or not, is is actually to dispose of the issue. Yeah, I, I think it could be either way. I think it's like competing propagandas. I, my ultimate theory, I think I've told you, is I believe to take down the Clintons, you have to expose Jeffrey Epstein's connections to the founding of the Clinton Foundation. And the only way to get that into the conversation, I believe, is to just lay down all your cards and see who's worse. And, you know, Trump's saying, I'm going to put everything out 
And I think he's trying to generate a conversation, but what you said could also very much happen. Well, I actually, I don't know if this is extreme cynicism on my part or what, but I feel like, first of all, it seems to me at this point, all the mainstream media is like on the same side, that they will only bring up the same issues. I guess Fox has a little bit uh, different stuff from CNN when it comes to Hillary things, but if no matter what Trump or anybody else did to bring out these Jeffrey Epstein issues if they don't focus on it over and over and tell people what to think about it it isn't really going to make an impact right that is the challenge i guess the hope is to if he is genuinely trying to do that i guess the hope is to drive people to internet media and well here here's actually an example from the debate of how it just matters how they frame it you know post debate he said all this stuff about or or he didn't really say he didn't really say all this stuff. They just said, because he said, let's see, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to commit. But Hillary was saying, and this has been a very prominent theme, that the that the Russians were uh, working against her to hack her stuff, to affect the outcome of the election in favor of their buddy Trump, which to me, that's the laughable stuff. These guys are like a rigged election. Could you imagine and, and in she, this country? Yeah. <laughs> She's pushing conspiracy theories. It's, a, it's an inversion of reality. It's unbelievable the things that Hillary says that she does actively on an ongoing basis. Like what? Well, the conspiracy theory stuff. And then there's the whole, during the second debate, Hillary came out on the Ellen DeGeneres show and she says, he was just stalking me and he was dominating the space. And I went back and watched the entire, the entire second debate because I was like, that looks like he's framing. That's like camera framing, like they're making him look like Michael Myers in Halloween. And I watched the debate. Trump never leaves his area. Not one time. He walks forward and walks backwards. Hillary, every time, using the same tactic that Bill Clinton used in 92, walks and stands directly in front of Trump so the camera operators can frame Trump in a negative light. Yeah, it's it, there is definitely a, a a generosity that they give to her. I actually started in the debate Wednesday night. I started a hashtag, Chris Wallace silent. That because, was terrible. Yeah. yeah, because the things that he would stop, Trump, she would be doing the exact same things, and uh, Trump would say something, and he would correct him or fact check him or push back on him, and then with her, they really he wouldn't. And and one real contradiction I found was that uh, that they that they let that her discussion of the Russian stuff, which was the preposterous one, go by unchallenged completely. And it is absolutely preposterous. And she drags in like 13 or 17 government agencies with her. And it's just silliness. And then she's calling him a conspiracy theorist throughout the debate. She keeps trying. To, it's unbelievable. When in reality, the rigged elections, uh, the elections, you don't need Russia to make elections illegitimate. Like in the past, the last hour, I played my Ron Paul interview. If anyone had evidence of rigged elections, uh, Ron Paul was absolutely, I mean, there is, just Google it, look into it. I should put it in some Kennedy show notes Kennedy in 1960, here. he took Chicago. The mafia <laughs> helped him get it. It's, it's I mean... There, Yes, there were lots and lots of examples. There, there's even actually some pretty in-depth work done on 2004 in Ohio to reconcile how John Kerry could have had such uh, uh, an advantage in the exit polls and in reality 
Bush won that. I, I heard something about like a uh, if you Google the word kingpin in regard to that <laughs> election. No, there's like a there's like a computer program called a kingpin that can flip votes. Now, you just have to it's not preposterous. Right. So I think there's plenty of evidence that there is real uh, election rigging that the GOP itself is uh, capable of that, if not guilty of it. Then you also had. Those uh, tapes that were released this week from Project Veritas, where the DNC or or their affiliates, whatever, are really going out there to create this uh, um, uh, false impressions at Trump rallies. Bird dogging is what they called it on the bird dogging. Yeah, where they actually would teach people how to provoke getting punched in the face. Yeah, and, and can you, I mean, you're a moderator, you're a journalist, and Trump brings up these videos, video evidence of people working with Hillary's campaign who've been to the White House a number of times on tape teaching people to provoke a fight and and the the moderator doesn't follow up with Hillary on that? Yes, and I have to say that it was in stark contrast with the previous debate. So you're talking about the third debate where Trump refers to these Project Veritas videos, which anybody listening is probably, and I know, don't normally say that, but probably everybody listening has heard of this. It's James O'Keefe, uh, his latest hidden camera expose. It's got already millions and millions and millions of hits. Whereas in the previous debate, the second debate, he uh, uh, that followed these um, the salty language that Trump used with his Billy Bush interview. And it was so funny because they made nothing but uh, hay out of that. They talked about it in the uh, throughout the debate, whereas in the third debate, they didn't even give any validity to the existence of this stuff. And this stuff was about vote rigging, which is just, you know, it's just amazing. Whereas the other stuff looked like just, uh, you know, grandstanding for a Hollywood show. Anyway, we've got I really want to keep talking about this. We have um, so we we actually have later on in the show, man on the street stuff that Binkley brings us from the heart of Atlanta. So all of that uh, and more, uh, please stay tuned. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are back. This is Monica Perez. And uh, we have been talking about the kind of theme of the week, which is the, in my opinion, it's rigged elections that, that as soon as Trump said in the debate Wednesday night about, uh, that he would not, well, let's see what happens, whether or not he's going to accept the results of the election. It seemed to have sent out a red flag throughout the media, or they were waiting for that, ready for that. Obviously, Chris Wallace knew he was going to answer the qu- ask the question, so I guess they they could have anticipated that pretty well. But then after that, it just completely dominated the news cycle. And my feeling is with stuff like that, sometimes is that they are that Trump wants to bring this stuff up, and people really identify with it and want those issues to be addressed. He's done this with issue after issue, in my opinion. And because of the way Hillary has set it up and the media plays along with it, and I'm saying the media on the left and the right, do I do not think of the Wall Street Journal or Fox as being above this stuff, and, and I don't think they're on Trump's side. They 
they throw these issues into the basket of deplorables and kind of neutralize them. So uh, I, I feel like this the fact that the rigged elections are all in the news have that one idea to make it seem like a marginal kind of crazy thing to to think. But then uh, on the other hand, I think that there is a bigger picture at work here. I think there's going to be that we're really being set up for conflict after the results of this election. So I want to get into that uh, at the bottom of the hour. First, we have to take a break. But you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show or get uh, email me or get my podcast of this or my online stuff at MonicaPerezShow.com. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 unless I am preempted by sports. But the good news is that not only can you get all my past WSB shows on my website, monicaperezshow.com, also I am doing an online show, a YouTube show, iTunes, if you prefer, called The Propaganda Report, which I co-host with my producer, Brad Binkley, who's obviously here in studio. And uh, we were just telling people in the last segment, Binkley, you want people to subscribe, right? It helps you to get uh, higher up in the search engines. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to my YouTube page. It's at freedomactradio.com. We'll also put uh, a link to it on Monica's page. And also subscribe to the podcast because that helps us show up more in searches on iTunes. Yes, and I have noticed that we get a lot of popularity on iTunes, so that's good. And it, it's a little, the show, I try to focus on, we try to focus on the theme of the week that's in the mainstream media and what it really means. That's why it's called the Propaganda Report. We just try to dig into the news, uh, more analyze what the hidden agenda is than just trying to uh, uh, piece it together. I always feel like, when I used to read the Wall Street Journal, I was so happy that I could just like follow the narrative like, oh, I know what's happening in Mosul right now, you know, and now I'm just like, why did they say that? And then now I feel really proud and I'm like, oh, I know why they said it. So I like to use this as an opportunity to say, hey, we even talk about what to, what to, what, what, what to watch out for because we see these patterns emerging. I think we're great at that. And, and one thing that I'm looking at right now, which we were talking about in the last half hour, about uh, that the theme of the week is the rigged election, that Trump brought it up. And even Hillary, they're not, they're not emphasizing this, that Hillary's talking about the, the Russians hacking away and influencing our election. But that was the theme of the debate on Wednesday. It's the theme of the week. And I think it has some, some broader reaching implications. Oh, yeah, I, I would say so. I, I think that uh, they're going to want to install Hillary, and she wants to continue to propagate uh, or uh, antagonize and cause more division among the the country. Yeah, I mean that's the. This is a. a I want to peel the onion a little bit. It's a little nuanced a thought. I hope I can deliver it in a clear way. But I have. So I, I think of the rigged election talk, a lot of uh, the deplorable stuff. I, I'm always looking for the psychological operation at work. And if you think that there aren't operations at work, just watch those Project Veritas videos from James O'Keefe about how the Democrats were sending operatives into Trump rallies and disrupting them, which, of course, when I was sitting there watching the Chicago rally get canceled, I said to my husband, look at those agents provocateurs, <laughs> you know, I was saying that. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was yeah. like, look at them. They're wearing, you know, yeah. 
I hate Trump shirts. <laughs> this is hard evidence, too. Like, we hear about these things, and you can read about them happening in the past, but this is hard evidence of it happening right now. Yeah, and the only reason that seeing them do it isn't hard evidence is because you just don't believe it could exactly. be that obvious. <laughs> you know? But now you know. So I look at stuff like this that's really, um, I, I know that there are operations at work that go even deeper than that, than even deeper than just, you know, ham-handed throwing old ladies to the wolves kind of thing that was described in those videos. I feel like there is a bigger operation at work here, and it's not just to get Hillary elected. It's It's got, I, I think it will, it's for continued conflict in going forward and something that really kind of blew my mind is that i know uh i was reading a blog called richard charnin's blog i think and he gets into statistics that he says proves like beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is election fraud and i can't really analyze it because i don't know where the numbers came from i mean i I guess i could but you know who has the time so and he is very Democrat focused, and he was saying how Hillary stole the election from Bernie Sanders. What I didn't expect to see when I went to his site was that he's saying Hillary's stealing it from Trump, that the real polls show Trump winning. And and I just was was flabbergasted. But I know, Binkley, that you have a friend who has access to inside polls, and he felt uh, something similar. Or what yeah, a friend of mine, Alan, he he. He believes that Trump is winning um, by a large amount and that it, it's being rigged like that. And I personally, I, I think I think that Trump is probably winning vote-wise, and I think it probably is being, being – I think the perception is being rigged, absolutely. And uh, they just need people to believe that Hillary is going to win. Right. Well, here's the thing. It, it's, if, if it's that rigged and she was going to win anyway – why create all of this divisiveness and conflict? Why create the basket of deplorables? You don't actually have to demonize Trump and his followers if you can just steal the election anyway. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the basket of deplorables. The reason you create that is because in the future, this is a long-term thing. Is in the future, anytime anybody disagrees with Hillary or anybody opposes her, she can label them with these terms, which are specific enough to be repulsive, but also general enough to be flexibly applied to anybody. So she can categorize anybody now in the future into that basket and silence them. Yeah, I I agree that it is in order to neutralize this huge segment of the population, and uh, but but the. The amount of conflict this is generating just confuses it doesn't confuse me, but it makes me think that there that possibly that was the primary purpose of the Trump candidacy. My initial feeling was that to have a candidate that divisive, that polarizing, that couldn't possibly garner the vote of more than like forty percent of the population was what Hillary needed to be plausible. But if he actually is capable of winning, then, uh, you know, and they're just going to steal it anyway, what you've really done is created a larger group, a a larger group of more radicalized people so that you're going to head into much more conflict than you otherwise would have had. And And it also brought into question for me that... Uh, there's this concept called the Overton window. I got a great tweet from a local libertarian the other day uh, during the debate, Nick, who said um, Trump moved the Overton window. 
And the Overton window was used to explain why Ron Paul could never win. And and I think that was that it's wrong that he could have won. He could win that if you're too far outside the mainstream on issues, you could never win an election. And I would have thought that Trump would be like that. And actually, he isn't really that far. He's not far outside the mainstream on issues at all. I mean, he has like an inconsistent kind of position. Uh, You know, he's not clearly a hardcore libertarian or some kind of socialist. He kind of dabbles, but none of his positions are really so far out there. It's really just his delivery, his persona that seems so far outside the Overton window. But uh, it's... It's interesting to me that uh, it's been how he has been allowed to access kind of the mainstream, been allowed to kind of expand the personality profile within the Overton window, whereas Ron Paul was completely shut down, always with this argument, he's unelectable. He's unelectable. His foreign policy is dangerous, which is hilarious, given that our foreign policy, the Obama, Bush, Clinton foreign policy is is actually deliberately (laughs) dangerous. You know, it's actually we're much more danger now than ever. Inversion of reality again. Yes. And they get away with it. So that's why I always kind of think that Overton talk is really it's the media that that determines what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And they did always validate, give credibility to Trump so that they allowed him to uh, to garner this kind of following, they allowed that, and then they ever you know they allowed this deplorables basket to a- expand, and she created it, and then every single thing he touches seems to go into that, and I I feel strongly that this is all uh, creating a post election reality of conflict, and I. I you know, and you see that too. Yeah, I think I think they absolutely want to create that post-reality of uh, conflict because that's the more conflict they have, then the more people will beg for regulations, and the more they can transform society under the illusion of democracy with people begging for the government to step in and and stop the conflict. That has actually is a, a well-established tactic. When I was talking to Ron Paul, and I said, you know, I I see some, I smell a rat with how immigration all around the world is being manipulated and he said they love chaos chaos creates dependency and and conflict uh it says that in that great report from iron mountain i always cite that what they want is uh and and actually there was a huge article in the wall street journal earlier this week about how they started um these like fake catholic organizations to Get it actually said like Podesta and a guy named Halpin and Newman, a few guys. The shadow government. <laughs> well, they're the shadow Democrats. See, they don't they don't act like it's from the government. They're like, oh, the conspiracies only exist on the left. Of course, it was complete yeah. proof of conspiracy. Well, one of those emails you're, you're mentioning actually yeah. referenced them as uh, one of these groups as the shadow government. It said that. Oh, term. did it really yeah, say in, that? In the, I didn't realize that. But it, but what they really it seemed to me like they're emphasized that it's only coming out of the Democrats, which of course can't be true. But what they were saying was that they were creating these groups in order to get 
these are in leaked emails, in order to get Catholics themselves to demand changes in the Catholic Church towards a more democratic process, whatever that could possibly mean, and towards more, you know, less Byzantine uh, gender equality, something like that. But it was really <laughs> an example of how that they want people to demand it. They manipulate you. And these Project Veritas videos demonstrated that he said what they did was they would teach people how to get uh, provoked being punched in the face and then he called it we scenarioed it out they would and they said they took this old lady they trained her for two weeks to to get her face bashed (laughs) right and they scenarioed it out which means they thought of different ways to get it done and and um you know they could roll with the punches so to speak on how to to get to the outcome they wanted and this this stuff is very real and so when you see something like this deplorables basket when you see everybody giving a lot of attention to rigged elections you you can anticipate that they're coming out for their their egging for conflict and i think you're right it's it's so people will ask for uh protection or or you know to be recognized by governments. Yeah, yeah, and what I mean, what you said about the, them doing that and training them—that's going on at every level of society. I mean, these are public relations tactics. I mean, PR companies all over the world are getting paid millions of dollars to do things just like this for every issue, every company that has enough money to pay them. This is what Edward Bernays talked about in his books, like from the 1920s. That's true and funny because there actually is. Tons of evidence of that. You can, if you dig in, I'm sure they have trade magazines that talk about that stuff. That you, I, you sent me an article of uh, not too long ago about how one of these companies made Al Qaeda recruitment videos for the U.S. government and said, "Oh yeah, we were just going to follow the electronic signature to see who was, you know, watching them." And the and the guys who made the videos were like, "Yeah, we didn't like actually put an electronic signature on there, but whatever." So, and I actually posted that to my website. So we know it happens. I feel like these things are um, presenting or or, are showing us what's to come, a little bit of foreshadowing. I want to, uh, we've got your man on the street stuff at the top of the hour. Stay tuned. Uh, We're going to wrap up this hour. After the break, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are back talking about what signals to read from the themes that are emerging in this home stretch of the election cycle. I can't help but think that at this point, we the the all the propaganda, all the purposes of the themes that have emerged over this past year are really coming together and will really come to a head after the election. That's why this talk of the rigged election is being promoted by the media. I think it is a recipe for conflict. And I think one one of the broader issues that will continue to bubble up to the surface is that democracy itself is in the crosshairs from what I can tell. Now, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I'm a hardcore libertarian. To me, having a democratic republic as we have is totally fine as long as they there is no power to encroach on our basic rights, as long as you can't mess with the Bill of Rights. And I, I feel like we're ever going closer to where even our elected officials, Obama does it all the time, calls this country a democracy, 
which implies that they that the mob can kind of just make the rules as they go. I don't think it's like that. We have an objective set of laws laid out in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, the foundational documents. And we uh, our democracy is highly limited or should be anyway. But the idea that government is for the people and by the people is, you know, an essentially democratic idea. And that's what I keep hearing signals that that's in the crosshair from the rigged election to Russian hacking. I feel like, uh, you know, there are a couple of purposes here, including that, you know, maybe more technocrats like generals or bankers should have more power that the foreign policy experts who support Hillary have said it's it's kind of too dangerous for Trump supporters to have a say. And it reminded me of when Kissinger said uh, the Chilean people should not be, you know, their election is too important to be trusted to the Chilean people. I mean, he really said that. And uh, and we attempted a coup there as a result. So democracy itself is a, is an ideal that's being attacked right now. So I but also the question of freedom. Let's see. I have Binkley has got a man on the street a segment coming up where he asks people on a college campus what they think freedom is. Very interesting results. Stay tuned. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.